Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. He is after your worship. So this is me parking the series entitled, He is after your worship. I don't like to say wrap the series up because the Holy Spirit is entitled to revisit and he has done it so many times that he came back to show me. Um, he wants to revisit and take the series to the next level. So I like to, I'm careful with my words by saying I'm parking the series for now. And um, the series is entitled He is After Your Worship, Matthew 4. And those who have been listening for the past three, four weeks, um, they would know that he's taken from verse 1 to 11. And um, I will be reading from verse 8 to 10 um, from the New International Version to, to, to park this series. So I read, Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So what was this teaching all about? I have been coming to you for the past three weeks with this teaching. And um, what is this teaching all about? Well, this teaching was designed by the Holy Spirit for children of God to note that the enemy is after their worship and to let children of God know that the enemy will use any means it takes him to take their worship away from them. He's jealous, you see, and um, worship only, and he knows, worship only belongs to Papa God. So our worship, because the Bible said he has, he has created us for worship. So worship is, 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 um, belongs to us and God. Our worship must be directed to God. Worship is our love for Papa God. Worship is our adoration for Papa God. And when I say adoration, I'm saying it with a caution and with a, a presence and with respect and reverence for Papa God. That's our worship. It's our commitment and the precious time that we spent with um, Papa God and, um, um, and, and, and getting to know Papa God. The Bible said, Adam heard his voice coming down in the cool of the day. That was so precious. It's so precious when you are committed to worship. You look forward to spending time with Papa God and you know the spots that you choose to meet with him. It could be in the bathroom. It could be in your car on, the, on your way to work. It could be in the men's toilet at work or the women's toilet at work. Sometimes you will go in there to spend a two minutes or so on to whisper a little prayer to him. It's so, so, so precious. The spots that you choose doesn't matter. It's where you meet up with him and that 
meeting place. It is so precious. I don't know why I'm going off the way I'm going off like this, but it was the same thing when he called, said to Moses, take off your shoes from off your feet for the place you're standing is holy ground. It's your commitment and the precious time that you spend with Papa God and getting to know Papa God. Your worship is your promise, the pledges that you made and vows and the adorations that you promised him, how much you will adore him that you made with Papa God to love him and to love him forever. So the devil doesn't like it and he will do everything for you to direct the request to spend time with him on the television, playing game or doing secular things that will take you away from God. He knows. So he confronted Jesus on four levels to request Jesus to worship him. Um, he said, if you're the son of God, he said, tell these stones to become bread. And, and then he took Jesus again to the holy city to request Jesus to stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, again, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And if you have been listening to my the podcast, you will know that this is a lie from the pit of God of hell. He told lies and he quoted scriptures. He tried to twist the scripture to suit himself. So this teaching, children of God, is a heads up to children of God, that you and I will be no exception to the measures the enemy will use to come at us. And so the Bible let us know in verse 8, he was not, he was still not satisfied. He said again, the devil took him into him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Verse 9, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down. And worship me, children of God. You and I need to note when the devil comes to us in this manner, in manner such as this, he knows that we're not stupid. He knows that we know he is not coming to us like a hurricane or like a storm or like a tsunami. He knows we're smart. We're smarter than that. Yes, he knows we will work out. This is not Papa God. This is not God. Who is this? He, so he knows we will work out that it is him. He's not going to appear rough and tough with horns and forked tooth. No. He knows that's not what we're expecting because we're too smart now. He knows this is not qualities of the Holy Spirit. He knows that we know that. So guess what? He's going to appear as angel of, of light. Yes? He's angel of light, meaning he's going to duplicate Jesus. So he's going to copy and do everything Jesus did to resolve, to preach, to teach, to admonish, to heal the sick, raise the dead, set the suffering captives free. He's going to do everything to manifest signs, wonders, and miracles like Jesus caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear. The lame to walk, he's going to come with great and enticing deals to you and I. He's going to come and tell us and tell you and I this and tell us that. And what he will be doing for us. So um, when he comes like that, 
Uh, he's, he's going to come and tell us, uh, this is what I'll do for you if you come into covenant with me. But look at the verse 8, he said, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. So the kingdom of the world and its splendor are all the activities, all the worldly stuff, wealth, riches, merchandise, and, and, and activities um, orchestrated spiritually and, 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 and by spiritual host of wickedness in high places and, um, and physically. He said, I will give them to you. I can make your book the bestseller. I can make your CD sell. I can grant you a better deal. I can grant a better deal to you. I can make you rich. I can fill your church. I can cause your church to have congregation. If he comes to you like this, just tell him, Jesus will do it for me. Because at the end of the day, it's not the amount. Children of God, the Holy Spirit told me once a couple of years ago, he said, it's my presence. Now Moses said, I will not go if you do not come with me. It's the presence of the Lord that healed the sick and raised the dead and set the suffering. He said, mountain will melt like what at the presence of the living God. So when he comes to you like this, repeat the word to him. He will wait to when you get to the peak of your ministry, then pounce or wait when you get to the peak of your department, then he'll pounce. Or wait to when you get to the peak of your office, then he'll pounce. Or wait to when you get to the peak of your purpose, then he will pounce. Or wait to when you get to the peak of your occupation, that then he will pounce. We've seen it every day. He will nip you in the spot that he knows is your weakness. We've seen it every day in ministry and in the secular world. We see this happen in every walk of life and ministry, spiritually and secularly. The enemy comes in and he destroys ministers of God because ministers of God did not take care and were irresponsible, careless and foolish. And so this teaching is to bring awareness that the enemy is out there like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And if the enemy comes to you like this, ask God for the grace to return the favor like what Jesus did in verse 10. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And verse 11 said, then the devil left him and angels came and attended to him. Hebrews 1.14, aren't they all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for them who shall be hearers of salvation? And I'm going to stop here today and I'm going to pray. Father Lord, we thank you for this wonderful an insightful teaching and the heads up you have sent to assist our walk of faith 
with you. We thank you for the tools you have given to us after the order of Jesus to use to, to, to in challenges that man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the word of God when we are tossed out in the wilderness. We pray for grace, grace to remind us what to do. Grace and grace to remind us that Papa God must not be tested in any way, shape, form, or size. He only, and he only must be, must we bow down to serve and worship. Oh, that children of God would call upon their Papa in times when we are tested like Jesus did. Father God, we're only humans at times and you know, and sometimes we forget. Sometimes we're so overwhelmed that we forget to call. And I pray in time of need for your grace, your grace to assist us, to help us, to call upon you. Let grace be granted to us in our darkest time, dear Lord. Send your holy angels to minister to us. Are they not all ministering spirit? Sent forth to minister to them who are hearers of salvation. We call upon all the ministering spirit. We deploy them from the east to the west, to the north, to the south, to minister for us according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is Pastor Sandra, Sandra checking out now. Until next week, God bless you.